Hi there, welcome friends. Thank you for joining me today on I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast. This is episode one. My name is Dawn and I am a narcissistic and domestic abuse survivor. And I really wanted to start this podcast because in order to combat my fear of everything that I was going through, I decided to educate myself, and now I would really like to pass on what I have learned to you. So hold tight, stick with me, and welcome to I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast, the inaugural episode. So let's get down to the nitty gritty of what a narcissist is for because for the longest time, I just didn't even know what this was. And so I started researching and I found some information from the Mayo Clinic and they define it and or they define NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, as a mental condition in which people have inflated sense of self, a deep need for excessive attention lack of empathy for others, but behind the mask is a very fragile self-esteem, vulnerable to the slightest criticism. Does that sound familiar? It does to me. Also, I was looking on healthline.com because I wanted to know when these traits begin, and they begin in childhood, according to this source. And it can come from childhood abuse or neglect. And it can also come from unrealistic expectations from parents. Maybe you were raised by a narcissist. And also, if you put your child on a pedestal and that can also cause narcissistic personality disorder. So that was very interesting to me because as I said, I really had no idea for the longest time what I was dealing with in this individual. And I just really felt like I was dealing with a an adult, well, a, a toddler in an adult's body. That's the best way that I know how to describe it. So hold on, because in the next segment, I'm going to go through stages of the narcissistic relationship. So hang tight. Have you ever been in the beginning of a relationship with someone? And of course, we all know the beginning of a relationship is the best, right? It's supposed to be. It's the most fun. You're getting to know one another. It's exciting. You get those butterflies and those little flutters in your stomach and you're excited to see them. And that's really how a narcissistic relationship even starts. It's it's just exactly the same, except a little more intense as it turns out. From goodtherapy.com, I was looking at the stages of a narcissistic relationship, and I can relate. So number one would be the idealization stage, which 
others can refer to as love bombing. So you've got really like you're on an emotional high and it almost feels like a drug. You know, you um, you are smothered. Um, they are praising you. They are giving you gifts. They are taking you on vacations. They are making promises to you, possibly promises of a future. They are spending all of their time with you and they are glorifying you. Okay. So then we are going to move into the next stage, which the intensity will begin to wane a bit and you'll start to see some red flags. But by this time, you're in it. And so you wave off these red flags and you're starting to be devalued. They might be putting you down. They might start gaslighting you. You might be having a lack of physical or emotional intimacy. They might be going MIA. They might be projecting onto you or blaming. And from what I know, whatever they're blaming you for, they are doing. The next phase would be the discard phase when the target asks for honesty, empathy, integrity, and boundaries. When this begins to happen, the narcissist will begin to orchestrate abandonment or they will disappear or ghost. So that's pretty interesting. Um, of course, uh, I have um, experiences in all of this, and you may even as well recognize some of your relationship um, or past relationships in some of uh how these are described, these stages are described here as well. Um, and you know what? What sometimes is worse is um, when you find yourself in a deep, in a deep uh, relationship like I was in a marital relationship, um, hang tight because in the next segment, I am going to tell you how it feels to be in the inner sanctum of a relationship with a narcissist. Hold tight. So let's talk about some of the signs that you are in a relationship with a narcissist and some of the feelings that you may be feeling. Um, not to say that they are all this way, but you might find yourself understanding one or even more of these um, emotions that I'm getting ready to describe. So here we go. Number one, you may start to feel isolated when life becomes rife with severed ties the narcissist really likes to isolate their partner from their family and their friends. And this actually did happen to me. Number two, the gaslighting. So they really, if you know that something has happened, a conversation, or if something has actually happened, they will turn it around to try and make you doubt that reality check number two. I've been through that. You know, they will say, I never said that. I didn't do that. Why can't you let it go? That's that sort of stuff. Number three, 
praise. All right. So this is interesting. So, you know, when it's readily given in the beginning, now it only happens maybe in front of other people, in front of friends, in front of family. And that is so the narcissist looks really great on the outside. Because those of us who have been in relationships, long-term relationships with them, we know that they are Jekyll Hyde. And we know when we are outside of the home, it's really great. And the minute we get home, they turn into a monster. Not all, but in my situation, that's exactly what happened. Number four, trying to make you jealous. Oh, lovely. So uh, they may glowingly go on and on about an ex or openly flirt with other people in front of you. Lovely. Number five, they are jealous. Um, they might be jealous of other people. They might be jealous of your children, that you are spending time with them. And most times they will demand that you give them the attention that they're giving others. Number six, they'll criticize your parenting. Oh, this is a lot of fun, let me tell you. They will blame the kid's behavior on their uh, on the victim that, that is their partner. They'll say, oh, they were jumping on the couch over at grandma's house. That's your fault. Well, I wasn't at grandma's house, so how the hell could that be my fault? But absolutely, as we know, nothing is their fault, right? Number seven, they're going to confide in your family or your friends. Now, this is very interesting when they begin to do this because they actually will smear you to your family and your friends and put seeds of doubt in their minds so that the narcissist looks better than you. And I know of several occasions where not for this did not happen to me. Well, that's kind of a lie. Okay. Now that I remember, um, this did happen to me, but not from my family, from his family. He smeared my name to his family. They all thought that I was awful, but he was actually, you know, trying to preserve himself because he was the one having an affair. He was the one running around like crazy. So if I was bad, it kind of made all that stuff okay in his mind. Okay. Um, in addition, they might even go behind your back to your own family and turn them against you. It's awful. Number eight, no more love bomb. That's over. So once you've been conquered, that's it. The trips, the loving kindness, the taking you out, showing you off, buying you things at random, that is over. And I can tell you from having been married to a narcissist, I, I felt more alone in that marriage than I have ever felt. And I'm sure that happens to other people. And that was a debilitating feeling. So, yes, those are some of the signs, the eight signs, I would say, that you have been in a relationship with a narcissist. So hang tight. I'll be right back with a little more info.
I definitely wanted to address the domestic violence portion of being in a relationship with a narcissist. And I did look up some statistics from Dr. Candace V. Love. One in four women and one in seven men are affected by intimate partner violence. And that can come in a lot of different forms. If you challenge the narcissist, it can come in anger, hostility, a short fuse, um, anything really. In, in my situation, even a haircut or a new hairstyle would get you hit in the face. And that is something that had happened to me more than once. And except it wasn't a punch to the middle of the face. What he would do is he would draw his arm back and come at me full force, open his fingers and flick me in the middle of the eyes with the force of a punch. And also with the emotions of, I'm getting ready to get hit, we need to brace. Um, but then when I said, after I would calm myself down, I mean, why did you hit me? He's like, I didn't hit you, I flicked you. And you know that that didn't hurt. So there's kind of a classic moment from my past relationship. Um, and that hurt me. It hurt my feelings. It hurt me that somebody that I loved would do that to me, act like that way to me over something very, very, very little. Um, yeah, so I'm sure that a lot of you may be able to relate to that as well. Um, the gaslighting of I didn't hit you. I flicked you. Well, a hit is a hit. And there is just nothing and no one that deserves that. So on that note, let me give you the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. It's 1-800-799-SAFE or 7233. Once more, that is 1-800-799-SAFE, 7233 are the last four numbers. And you can also go to thehotline.org if you need help. Um, I know that I am bringing a woman's perspective to narcissism and being in narcissistic relationships, but there were plenty of men out there that are suffering. And additionally, they don't say anything. And so um, that's why I wanted to provide these hotline numbers and so that you can know that you are not alone. Um, so hold on and I'll wrap it up for today. So here's, I think, what I really would like to do with this podcast is educate on the things that I have learned. I will tell you in regards to my own situations and the own th my own stories that I have been through in my life having dealt with a narcissistic person, additionally trying to co-parent with that person. And like I said in the beginning, I have been through a 15-year journey of 
trying to figure out what the hell makes these people tick, why they are the way that they are, and also how you can frame yourself, how I can help myself by knowing exactly what is happening to me as it's happening so that I will form the proper response. Because what they really want is you to engage with them. Well, I, having learned that if you do not engage with them, there is no game to play. And that take took me years and years to realize. I also got involved in some online groups in the YouTube community, and I am going to list those people for you. I'm going to tell you about them right now. Number one, you can look up Angie Atkinson. She has a wonderful online group. And additionally, I belong to her CPTSD online group, which is for complex PTSD. Number two is The Little Shaman on YouTube. And number three is ASSC Direct. I believe Angie and ASSC Direct, they are both survivors. So they are bringing... um, their own stories and what they've learned as well to the table. So I think I'm going to wrap up the first episode with just saying thank you for being here with me. I just really believe that we can all help each other through our own stories and the things that we have learned. And I am very happy to finally have um started this podcast. It's something that I've wanted to do, didn't really know how to do, and just researched. And um, so here we are. And and listen, I think it will probably evolve over time as well. Um, but listen, let's get it going. And I am happy that you're here with me. So thank you for joining me today on the inaugural episode one of I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast. My name is Dawn, and I will see you next time. Hi there. Welcome, friends. Thank you for joining me today on I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast. This is episode one. My name is Dawn, and I am a narcissistic and domestic abuse survivor. And I really wanted to start this podcast because in order to combat my fear of everything that I was going through, I decided to educate myself, and now I would really like to pass on what I have learned to you. So hold tight, stick with me, and welcome to I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast, the inaugural episode. Hi there, welcome friends. Thank you for joining me today on I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast. This is episode one. My name is Dawn, and I am a narcissistic and domestic abuse survivor. And I really wanted to start this podcast because in order to combat my fear of everything that I was going through, I decided to educate myself. And now I would really like to pass on what I have learned to you. So hold tight. Stick with me. And welcome to I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast, the inaugural episode. 
So let's get down to the nitty gritty of what a narcissist is, for, because for the longest time, I just didn't even know what this was. And so I started researching and I found some information from the Mayo Clinic and they define it and or they define NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, as a mental condition in which people have inflated sense of self, a de- deep need for excessive attention lack of empathy for others, but behind the mask is a very fragile self-esteem, vulnerable to the slightest criticism. Does that sound familiar? It does to me. Also, I was looking on healthline.com because I wanted to know when these traits begin, and they begin in childhood, according to this source. And it can come from childhood abuse or neglect. And it can also come from unrealistic expectations from parents. Maybe you were raised by a narcissist. And also, if you put your child on a pedestal and that can also cause narcissistic personality disorder. So that was very interesting to me because, as I said, I really had no idea for the longest time what I was dealing with in this individual. And I just really felt like I was dealing with a an adult, well, a, a toddler in an adult's body. That's the best way that I know how to describe it. So hold on, because in the next segment, I'm going to go through stages of the narcissistic relationship. So hang tight. Have you ever been in the beginning of a relationship with someone? And of course, we all know the beginning of a relationship is the best, right? It's supposed to be. It's the most fun. You're getting to know one another. It's exciting. You get those butterflies and those little flutters in your stomach, and you're excited to see them. And that's really how a narcissistic relationship even starts. It's it's just exactly the same, except a little more intense, as it turns out. From goodtherapy.com, I was looking at the stages of a narcissistic relationship, and I can relate. So number one would be the ideal idealization stage, which others can refer to as love bombing. So you've got really like you're on an emotional high, and it almost feels like a drug. You know, you um, you are smothered. Um, they are praising you. They are giving you gifts. They are taking you on vacations. They are making promises to you, possibly promises of a future. They are spending all of their time with you, and they are glorifying you. Okay. So then we are going to move into the next stage, which the intensity will begin to wane a bit, and you'll start to see some red flags. But by this time, you're in it. And so you wave off these red flags, and you're starting to be devalued. 
they might be putting you down. They might start gaslighting you. You might be having a lack of physical or emotional intimacy. They might be going MIA. They might be projecting onto you or blaming. And from what I know, whatever they're blaming you for, they are doing. The next phase would be the discard phase when the target asks for honesty, empathy, integrity, and boundaries. But when this begins to happen, the narcissist will begin to orchestrate abandonment or they will disappear or ghost. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Of course, uh, I have um, experiences in all of this. And you may even as well recognize some of your relationship um, or past relationships in some of uh, how these are described, these stages are described here as well. Um, and you know what? What sometimes is worse is um, when you find yourself in in a deep uh, relationship like I was in a marital relationship, Um Hang tight because in the next segment, I am going to tell you how it feels to be in the inner sanctum of a relationship with a narcissist. Hold tight. So let's talk about some of the signs that you are in a relationship with a narcissist and some of the feelings that you may be feeling. Um. Not to say that they are all this way, but you might find yourself understanding one or even more of these um, emotions that I'm getting ready to describe. So here we go. Number one, you may start to feel isolated when life becomes rife with severed ties the narcissist really likes to isolate their partner from their family and their friends. And this actually did happen to me. Number two, the gaslighting. So they really, if you know that something has happened, a conversation, or if something has actually happened, they will turn it around to try and make you doubt that reality. Check number two. I've been through that. You know, they will say, I never said that. I didn't do that. Why can't you let it go? That's that sort of stuff. Number three, praise. All right. So this is interesting. So, you know, when it's readily given in the beginning, now it only happens maybe in front of other people, in front of friends, in front of family. And that is is so the narcissist looks really great on the outside. Because those of us who have been in relationships, long-term relationships with them, we know that they are Jekyll Hyde. And we know when we are outside of the home, it's really great. And the minute we get home, they turn into a monster. Not all, but in my situation, that's exactly what happened. Number four, trying to make you jealous. Oh, lovely. So uh, they may glowingly go on and on about an ex or openly flirt with other people in front of you. Lovely. 
Number five, they are jealous. Um, they might be jealous of other people. They might be jealous of your children, that you are spending time with them. And most times they will demand that you give them the attention that they're giving others. Number six, they'll criticize your parenting. Oh, this is a lot of fun, let me tell you. They will blame the kid's behavior on their uh, on the victim that, that is their partner. They'll say, oh, they were jumping on the couch over at grandma's house. That's your fault. Well, I wasn't at grandma's house, so how the hell could that be my fault? But absolutely, as we know, nothing is their fault, right? Number seven, they're going to confide in your family or your friends. Now, this is very interesting when they begin to do this because they actually will smear you to your family and your friends and put seeds of doubt in their minds so that the narcissist looks better than you. And I know of several occasions where not for, this did not happen to me. Well, that's kind of a lie. Okay. Now that I remember, um, this did happen to me, but not from my family, from his family. He smeared my name to his family. They all thought that I was awful, but he was actually, you know, trying to preserve himself because he was the one having an affair. He was the one running around like crazy. So if I was bad, it kind of made all that stuff okay in his mind. Okay. Um, in addition, they might even go behind your back to your own family and turn them against you. It's awful. Number eight, no more love bomb. That's over. So once you've been conquered, that's it. The trips, the loving kindness, the taking you out, showing you off, buying you things at random, that is over. And I can tell you from having been married to a narcissist, I, for, I felt more alone in that marriage than I have ever felt. And I'm sure that happens to other people. And that was a debilitating feeling. So, yes, those are some of the signs, the eight signs, I would say, that you have been in a relationship with a narcissist. So hang tight. I'll be right back with a little more info. I definitely wanted to address the domestic violence portion of being in a relationship with a narcissist, and I did look up some statistics from Dr. Candace V. Love. One in four women and one in seven men are affected by intimate partner violence. And that can come in a lot of different forms. If you challenge the narcissist, it can come in anger, hostility, a short fuse, um, Anything really in in my situation, even a haircut or a new hairstyle would get you hit in the face. And that is something that had happened to me more than once. And except 
it wasn't a punch to the middle of the face. What he would do is he would draw his arm back and come at me full force, open his fingers and flick me in the middle of the eyes with the force of a punch. And also with the emotions of I'm getting ready to get hit, we need to brace. Um, but then when I said, after I would calm myself down, I mean, why did you hit me? He's like, I didn't hit you. I flicked you. And you know that that didn't hurt. So there's kind of a classic moment from my past relationship. Um, and that hurt me. It hurt my feelings. It hurt me that somebody that I loved would do that to me, act like that way to me over something very, very, very little. Um, yeah, so I'm sure that a lot of you may be able to relate to that as well. Um, the gaslighting of I didn't hit you. I flicked you. Well, a hit is a hit. And there is just nothing and no one that deserves that. So on that note, let me give you the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. It's 1-800-799-SAFE or 7233. Once more, that is 1-800-799-SAFE, 7233 are the last four numbers. And you can also go to thehotline.org if you need help. Um I know that I am bringing a woman's perspective to narcissism and being in narcissistic relationships, but there were plenty of men out there that are suffering, and additionally, they don't say anything. And so um, that's why I wanted to provide these hotline numbers and so that you can know that you are not alone. Um, so hold on, and I'll wrap it up for today. So here's, I think, what I really would like to do with this podcast is educate on the things that I have learned. I will tell you in regards to my own situations and the own th my own stories that I have been through in my life having dealt with a narcissistic person, additionally trying to co-parent with that person. And like I said in the beginning, I have been through a 15-year journey of trying to figure out what the hell makes these people tick, why they are the way that they are, and also how you can frame yourself, how I can help myself by knowing exactly what is happening to me as it's happening so that I will form the proper response. Because what they really want is you to engage with them. Well, I having learned that if you do not engage with them, there is no game to play. And that take took me years and years to realize. I also got involved in some online groups in the YouTube community, and I am going to list those people for you. I'm going to tell you about them right now. Number one, you can look up Angie Atkinson. She has a wonderful online group. And additionally, I belong to her CPTSD online group, which is for complex PTSD. 
Number two is The Little Shaman on YouTube. And number three is ASSC Direct. I believe Angie and ASSC Direct, they are both survivors. So they are bringing um, their own stories and what they've learned as well to the table. So I think I'm going to wrap up the first episode with just saying thank you for being here with me. I just really believe that we can all help each other through our own stories and the things that we have learned. And I am very happy to finally have um, started this podcast. It's something that I've wanted to do, didn't really know how to do, and just researched and... um, so here we are. And and listen, I think it will probably evolve over time as well. Um, but listen, let's get it going. And I am happy that you're here with me. So thank you for joining me today on the inaugural episode one of I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast. My name is Dawn, and I will see you next time.